Hello, I'm Ian Madison, a fellow in the International Development Department and the producer of the Refugee Realities podcast series. In this series, students from the course on Refugees and Forced Migration here at the LSE bring us interviews with a range of people on the topic, covering the policies and politics that shape asylum to the lived experiences of refugees themselves. In this episode, Ezgi Ilhan explores some of the innovative ways that NGOs are working to deliver vital services to refugee populations. Ezgi interviews the Director of Student Advising of Paper Airplanes, a fully virtual nonprofit organization focused on the provision of education to refugees. They discuss the challenges and advantages of operating remotely, the impacts of educational and language services to refugees, and the unique way that the organization was founded. Ezgi Ilhan is a master's student in international migration and public policy. Originally from the United States, Ezgi comes to the LSE with a background in economics and international studies. After finishing her bachelor's degree, she went on to work as a consultant, first in a healthcare company and then independently in marketing and communications. She's now pursuing her master's in hopes of pivoting her career to work in service of refugees and asylum seekers. I hope you enjoy the episode. Hi everyone, my name is Ezgi Ilhan and I'm a master's student at the London School of Economics. I'm also a volunteer at an organization called Paper Airplanes, and today I'm going to be talking to Valentina Spinetti, the Director of Student Advising at Paper Airplanes. Paper Airplanes is a nonprofit organization that provides virtual educational programs for conflict-affected individuals, such as displaced Syrian youth with refugee status. Paper Airplanes is a fully virtual organization, and it has been since it was founded in 2014. I'm really excited to have Valentina here today to tell us a little bit more about Paper Airplanes, its impact, and what it's like being a fully virtual organization. Hi, Valentina. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi, Edzi. I'm very happy to be here. So let's get started with talking a little bit about Paper Airplanes. Can you give me an overview of how Paper Airplanes started and what it does? Yes, absolutely. So uh, Paper Airplanes started uh, from Bailey Albrecht, which is the founder, in the summer of 2013 after an experience that she did volunteering in Turkey. Uh, she was in a small town on the Turkish-Syrian border, and she met uh, dozens of young college-age Syrian students that were really eager to complete their university degrees despite the conflict in Syria. So she, to help them, she began Skyping a few of them to help them just practice their English. And soon more and more people started to join um, their program and reaching out to help, uh, to ask her for help. Uh, so she realized that there, there, was a, there were a lot of people in her own network that could help volunteer and tutor these uh, students. And so she found 10 tutors from her alma mater, which is Calzone College, to join her in this first kind of paper airplanes English language program in June 2014. And then since then, uh, paper airplanes continued to grow and uh, as of June 2019, there, there, there were more than 20 plus staff, which has grown since uh, even more. And uh, it's, it's a great organization. I had a great experience with it. Uh, I joined uh, about a year and a half ago, first as a, as a tutor for the English program, and then I became a tutor coordinator, and then I swapped to the student advising program. 
Uh, in terms of what we do, Paper Airplanes is a nonprofit that matches uh, conflict affected individuals with personal tutors for about 12 to 16 weeks sessions, which are conducted via Skype and other video conferencing platforms. And there are six pro programs uh, and they're all kind of created and uh, shaped to help students uh, and help them in their quest connected to education so the mission is kind of to bridge to bridge the gaps in both language higher education and professional skills training for conflict affected individuals and by harnessing virtual learning technology and the benefits of peer-to-peer -peer connections we aim to provide a means of pursuing educational employment opportunities for them and there are six programs currently. The English program, which is the most famous one, is the largest program. And there's uh, many levels uh, for students to learn from, um, from uh, very basic to like really advanced level of English. Um, there's the Turkish program, where it's conversations about in Turkish. There's a youth exchange programs, which is for our younger students. There's citizen journalism, which is about journaling. journaling. There's women in tech, which is um, to, it helps women to learn how to code. And then there's a student advising program, which is where I work, which uh, provides uh, mentoring uh, opportunities for students. And over the years, Paper Airplanes has helped more than 2,400 students. Uh, and we have a really high retention rate, of which uh, I'm sure we're all very proud. More than 85% of students stay for at least one semester. And um, same for tutors. Most tutors stay on uh, for semester and sometimes change between programs. And uh, once something as kind of interesting story that I would like to tell you is about the name, where our name came from. Uh, when, as I mentioned, she was volunteering, uh, Bailey um, sent, decided to, uh, during one of these classes, decided to fold a paper airplane and send it across the room. And instead of thinking that it was funny, their teacher, uh, that, that, that she was throwing this uh, paper airplane to her students, the students were actually terrified. And they explained to her that to them, these airplanes weren't something fun, like we see them, uh, but they represented bombing and destruction in Syria. So the idea is that uh, kind of with paper airplanes, with this name, we take back the symbol of friendship and education because we believe that a paper airplane can actually be built by anyone and fly anywhere, connecting anyone. And it's a symbol of education and can take your places. It can take you places where you never imagined you could get. So this is kind of our idea. We are we act as the bridge between our students and new destinations and. We equip students with both the language and technical skills they need to succeed in their field and in their of education and unemployment. And uh, we try, um, we, it's also why we're kind of, the format is virtual because in this way we can really uh, foster all kinds of talent from around the world and all kinds of background, student, students and mentors backgrounds across the world. Wonderful, thank you so much for that Valentina. Can you tell me a little bit more about your role? You mentioned you're the director of student advising, but what does that mean? What kind of things do you do? Yes, exactly. So uh, the kind of the student advising uh, program existed informally within Paper Airplanes for a while. Uh, essentially, there it was clear that there was a need for students not just to learn English, but also to kind of develop more technical skills. So about uh, a year ago, uh, I was hired in this role and essentially we shaped the program moving forward and kind of structured in a way um, to, so that there could be 
two main venues for students to take. So we have an academic uh, advising program and a professional academic uh, advising program. So the academic one helps students like write cover letters, uh, uh, write, mm, help them in the application, prepare for interviews for college and all these kind of things. While the professional one it emulates the academic one, but for jobs and internships. So we kind of try to, uh, through a curriculum, we kind of try, try to train our students um, to better, better, like, let's say, be better equipped in those challenges, which are really hard for anyone that is, you know, in their early 20s, mid 20s, and even harder for refugees because there's a lot less opportunities. So the students are matched with mentors based on their background. So you would be, if you were a student, you'll be matched with someone from your same field of study or your same professional interest. And you would meet with them once a week and work through our curriculum. And on top of that, we also um, provide workshops. So we, uh, we work with uh, different tech companies and different speakers to give additional value to our students and also our mentors because through the program, of course, this is most of the program is targeting students, but also the mentors manage to develop a network of people that are interested in the same kind of things that they're interested in and find value also in the professional workshops. And in specifically my position at the start, I kind of designed the program. And then since then, the team has grown to seven uh, staff members. Uh, so I also have a coordinator helping me. Uh, and then we have mentor coordinators as well that support the mentors and student coordinators that support the students. And then we have a workshop coordinator in charge of organizing all the workshops. And we also have uh, interns as well supporting us. So it's been, uh, it's been really great. We started in April uh, 2020 with just some ideas. And now we have you know, more than 100 students that have worked with us in the past two semesters, and we're planning to grow even more. So it's been really exciting to see how uh, volunteering together can bring these students forward in life. That's awesome. Thank you for explaining all of that. And I, I, that's a good, that's a good segue, because I want to talk a little bit about kind of the focus of paper airplanes, which is education and the impact that you have. So because what kind of impact do you see these programs having? And I, I also know that a lot of the students go on to volunteer with paper airplanes or work with paper airplanes after they finish a program. So maybe you can tell us a little bit about that too. Yeah, the students have been incredibly happy with the results. I think the, the, the first, the, the most impactful, maybe even by size, obviously, is the English program. And it gives them a way to not only like learn English at a pace that it's manageable with in, in line with their work or study commitments on the side, but it's also free and, uh, and done through a computer. So it can be done anywhere you are in the world. And it's, it, really, it really shows how, like how, how many doors you can open when you speak English. And, and the same is, it can be said for all the programs. So I think the, impactful is very, the impact is very significant. And additionally, uh, it also gives and gives the, these students it keeps them with a network that is invaluable in terms of both professional network, but also just kind of mentoring through life. Because as you mentioned, a lot of the students stay on with us. Uh, for example, one of my student coordinators is a is an English program student, and that is very common. Even some of our interns are are, are students and. 
we like to involve the students and give them also the opportunity to have some professional to gain some professional experience. I think it's very valuable for them to kind of see the other side of things and they kind of it's also a way for them to give back to the community that helped them um, through this through these programs. And I, fi I find that this kind of exchange is extremely, extremely valuable and I'm really happy to be part of this community. That's awesome. Thank you, Valentina. So you, you mentioned briefly that, you know, this gives students an opportunity to work anywhere in the world. Where do the students live? And, and I know you said that it started with Syrians living in Turkey, but who are the students now? Are they still Syrians or has it, has it expanded to different populations? It's mostly still Syrian refugees. And I would say in terms of where they're located, they're mostly located in Turkey. Uh, but they are located kind of everywhere. We have some in Canada, some in the UK, some in Europe. So it really varies, but I would say the majority of uh, refugees are still located in Turkey. And a lot of them are also still located in Syria, unfortunately. And uh, we do plan, uh, I think there are uh, talks of expanding to different conflict uh, of different refugee groups. Uh, but as I mentioned, kind of the main, the majority remain Syrian refugees. Uh, and uh, yeah, in terms of like where they then end up, a lot of uh, students uh, are applying for scholarships and opportunities in Europe and the US. The, those are the areas that are most targeted in terms of both jobs uh, and academic opportunities. Unfortunately, there, there are still a lot of limits around uh, what kind of opportunities can refugees access to because of uh, your refugee status. Uh, it, it, it creates a lot of problems with visas and so on. And also a lot of students don't have refugee status, which puts them at even worse disadvantage. So we try to kind of go around that. And there are opportunities targeting refugees. So we kind of bring them towards those opportunities and kind of help them find them. Now let's shift a little bit and talk a little bit about the unique framework of paper airplanes, though I think it's probably not as unique now after this last year of everyone being a virtual organization, but paper airplanes started virtually and it's always been a virtual organization. And I imagine that was really advantageous for you all when the pandemic hit. So can you walk us through a little bit of what your day-to-day -day operations look like as a nonprofit that's completely remote? Yes, absolutely. So actually, we had a surge in requests for volunteering during the pandemic. And one of the nice things about being virtual is that we there was no adjustment uh, period to it. Like we were perfectly functional, which can't be said about most organizations during uh, these COVID times. Uh, in terms of how the upper, like the, a day to day day looks like, we are located all across the world. Like for example, I'm currently in Suva, Fiji. And my team is uh, mostly in Europe. And then I have some of my team members in the US. So we're really kind of all across the world. Um, we have, um, we, con we mostly work through Slack in terms of like communicating. And also, for example, in my team, we have weekly calls to kind of set our goals and see where they are and what kind of support we need from one another. And it, the, being online, I think, is one of the strengths of paper airplanes because I manage, for example, for my program to recruit from all universities across the world, and I can connect people with the same backgrounds or similar backgrounds from all over the world. And I think that's kind of invaluable and would not be possible if we weren't online. There are also obviously limitations. I mean, as you know, I'm sure working remotely for the past year or 
for people that are studying remotely for the past year, it is very, it can be challenging. Uh, but I think that Paper Airplane brings on that aspect of kind of the social aspect of being online with calls and uh, kind of valuable connections that actually, in my opinion, helps with dealing with lockdowns and this kind of isolation because it makes you, it brings you together in a time that is kind of difficult for everyone. So uh, I think that definitely Paper Airplane has helped me a lot, even in this year, to stay connected and find value in these times where a lot of our the days feel like they're just passing by with nothing happening. Thank you. That's that's wonderful. It's it's interesting to hear about some of I guess the challenges and then also the advantages. And I've worked remotely for a while, as you know, and I know you've worked remotely too. So it it can be challenging to communicate across time zones and across people's different preferences and schedules, but it's wonderful to see that it's it's working out um, so well. I, I know you weren't there when it was founded, but do you have any insight into why the founders chose to make it a virtual organization? Uh, I think the goal the goal of being online was to, as I mentioned, foster kind of volunteers that were located in different areas. Being online uh, meant that um, they, you could, they could recruit volunteers, especially for the English program from across the US. It was mostly based in the US at the start and expanded later on. And, uh, and now through word of mouth has expanded immensely. Like even how I uh, found it was through like a LinkedIn post of my friend that lived in the US for a year and discovered it. So uh, this like kind of uh, this aspect was one of the strengths of Paperprint since the start and allowed them to uh, grow within, uh, within a small budget. And it's most, mostly uh, volunteer based. So uh, this would be a lot more challenging if we were based out of an office because for anyone doing this, you know, kind of volunteering their free time, if you had to go to an office and go back, that would take a lot of time out of your day and it would be more challenging and very likely way less people would be able to contribute to our programs. Awesome, thank you. That is all I have to talk about, Valentina. Thank you so much for joining us today. Are there any last remarks or anything that you haven't mentioned that you want listeners to know about paper airplanes? Uh, I would like to extend the invite to anyone that's thinking about volunteering uh, to please check out um, our website or our social media pages. There are so many different opportunities and volunteering gives so much value to everyone's life I find that I always volunteer throughout my life but and it's something that it's so enriching and even even if sometimes can be really tiring you'd be surprised by how much uh, volunteering to someone else will bring to your own life so um, no matter you know if you're a university student or if you're older uh, please check out our website because we have we're recruiting we're always recruiting and we're recruiting so many different types of profile and I'm sure that you will have a great experience uh, meeting some of our students. Yes, and I can echo that sentiment. I've been volunteering with Paper Airplanes this semester, and it's been wonderful. The website is www.paper-airplanes.org, and it's also going to be linked in the description of this, so you can check them out. If you don't have anything else, it has been so nice talking to you today and learning all about Paper Airplanes and all of the amazing things you do. Thank you again for joining us, and thank you for tuning in and listening. Thank you so much, Eddie. It was a pleasure to talk to you today.
Thanks for listening to this episode of the Refugee Realities podcast series, hosted by the Department of International Development at the LSE. We have more episodes on the way, so please do stay tuned.